Hey, this is Sam for Dobbs. If you need tires, hop on our website, go to Dobbs.com. We'll save you time searching brands, sizes, and prices, and save you money because we sell tires at the lowest price in town, guaranteed. For deals you can use, click on go to Dobbs.com now. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We head to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. St. Louis and Lindenwood University grad Greg Amzinger, the lead anchor of MLB Network, joins us. It's character Smallman and Danny Mac without Smallman this morning. She's made her way to South Beach for a long weekend. It's always good to hear the voice of Greg Amzinger. How you doing, sir? I'm doing well. Today's a big day. I'm meeting with my guy, uh, Bo, um, and he's my, my like fashion dude. And I've got my red carpet choices picked out red carpet show leading up to the all-star game so Bo's very excited he has seven great options for me i'm gonna go try them on uh, it's something i could see dan mclaughlin enjoying as well it's a good day I, i'm looking forward to it you don't know me very well greg and i'm gonna tell you that right now <laughs> you know in this pandemic season of last year and this year i'm going basically with just about three different coats i've really cut it back you know when we come back, full, full next year. Dan. No, Dan. no, no. Go, I, go ahead, Greg. I remember. Yes, I sir. remember a twenty-five-year-old Dan McLaughlin strolling through a radio station wearing a different eye-popping combo of tie, pocket square, patterned shirt with these tailor-made suits, popping shoes. What has happened? I, you you were the definition of male fashion. Well, pre- you understand. Well, absolutely, Greg, and it makes all the sense in the world. And while I do appreciate those comments, uh, then there was this thing called marriage and four kids. <laughs> <laughs> and just things changed, baby. You know how that works. Yeah, yeah. It's the good old days, man. I look back to those and smile when I think of you. It was great. No, you were you were awesome. I, we. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Randy. I no, just no got. Problem. I got a question. I'm trying to think. You were were you my intern at KMOX? Yes, yes. I'm my intern for Randy and intern for you, uh, Tom Ackerman. The whole the whole shebang. Yeah, that yeah, was great. Because when I was on weekends, they would set me up with a guy usually, and there's guys I remember for sure, and I re- definitely remember you. You were great, um, but I couldn't remember if we shared you because there were certain guys I would get. And I would say, like, hey, this Amsinger kid, man. You know, I got him on the yeah, weekends. Yeah. And, uh, by the way, you guys can't use him. Then okay? I would steal him. Yeah. And Randy <laughs> would always steal these guys. And I'd get left with, you know, no disrespect to other interns if you're listening. But they weren't as good as maybe the Amsingers and some of the others. And I was a one-man show on those weekends, man. Yeah. So I needed help. Yeah. You know? No, so, I remember that. All right, baby. Great job. Greg has been in the bunker. That's why you haven't seen him all the time on MLB tonight over the course of the last couple of days. I want you to tell us about the draft, the Greg Amzinger draft bunker. Uh, all right, so our production staff starts working on this about, I'd say, three months out. I start dabbling two months out, and then for the last three weeks, all of my free time, if I'm not golfing during the daytime hours, I am 
cranking on the draft. I take it seriously, guys, because you have to understand, these guys, these young men, they have draft parties with family and friends. The first thing that comes out of my mouth when they're drafted has to be on point because I have I have hurt feelings. I have permanently upset guys based on either mispronouncing their names or their high schools or giving an incorrect stat or maybe not doing anything factually incorrect, just giving a, a scouting report. Corey Seager doesn't want to talk to me to this day. To this day, because when Corey Seager was drafted in the first round, I read a scouting report on, on national television that said some scouts believe that his six foot four, two hundred and ten pound frame will become too large to play shortstop down the line, and he'll have to move to the hot corner. Apparently, the LA Times wrote about this that it sucked the air out of his draft party, and everyone got quiet, and he oh, got upset, man. and it gave him a chip on his shoulder. This is a real story, so. So the moment that, that stuff happens draft, all the time, by the way, yes, it's Absolutely. crazy. Absolutely. Crazy. So he's so upset with me over that. Like, I think he's going to move to the third base. Now, many scouts said that when he was in high school. So I really think seriously, I, I sit with our production staff and tremendous research that we have. Uh, I've got an intern. I got my, my version of Greg Amster. His name's Sean Sides, 18 year old kid. He's brilliant. A savant. And I got him working with me, and, and it's a blast. I, I do enjoy the homework. The preparation is fun, but I take it seriously. Yeah, I can't ad lib and wing this thing. So it's, I've got to be a student again. And as you know, I, I've got a track record, but being a great student at Lindenwood is not one of them. Hey, Greg, don't worry, you're you're in a, you're in perfect company with us. <laughs> I, I'm not putting you on the spot. I texted you last night, and I know that you've done a ton of mock drafts. Give us a choice or two for the Cardinals. If you don't mind, can I give you three? Yes, you can. Uh, okay, okay. There's a kid that I think could slip slightly. I met this kid, love this kid, Jordan Wicks, six foot three, two hundred twenty pound left hander. He's got great velocity, punches out a lot of people. He's got the demeanor of John Lester, has a body type of John Lester. I think because the Big 12 competition isn't exactly what people are used to seeing in the SEC. Everyone's in love with Jack Leiter and Kumar Rocker for good reason. I would take this kid as the third pitcher off the board. Jackson Job's a high school right-hander the Cardinals won't be in play for. But this kid could be there at 18. So I, I think... It's a consideration. There's another kid that I'm a big fan of. Now, he's not slated to go 18. He's supposed to be a little further than that, but I would pop him at 18, Colson Montgomery. He's a left-handed shortstop, left-handed hitting shortstop. I don't view him as a shortstop. This is not a Corey Seager's Here we go again. You're going to ruin a party. But time out. This is one of the best high school basketball players in the state of Indiana. A supreme athlete. Like, he's Division One in basketball. Like, Mr. Basketball. This young man could literally play any position. Defensively, I, I view him as Chris Bryant. So if you're looking for a young man that's going to develop great power, a uh, great left-handed swing, but it's not going to be a true experiment of, hey, force this kid like Gorman in the minor leagues to play second, force this kid to play in the outfield. He can play out center field, shortstop, third base, second base, first base, left field. That versatility will be attracted to a lot of teams. I like him. The third player that I think MLB, MLB.com at Baseball America has him ranked in the 40s or the 50s in terms of the top talent, uh, a high school outfielder named Jay Allen. 
he's projectable. He's a center fielder now, but you can slide him over to right. He's got the arm to do it. A chiseled specimen, multi-sport athlete. He's going to University of Florida. He'll be available there. He could be... I, I look at guys and I dream on them and I say, who does he remind me of? He reminds me of young Brian Jordan, the way Brian Jordan looked at the plate, how smooth he was running the bases, the way he looked defensively. Jay Allen would be my third option for the Cardinals to play this game forever. So Jordan Wicks, Colson Montgomery, Jay Allen, the names to remember when the Cardinals get into the draft on Sunday night. Yeah, I'm interested in to, to see what they do. They've really gone heavy the last couple of years with some position players. Looks like Jordan Walker's a good one. Obviously, Nolan Gorman is going to be a, a guy we see here probably uh, sooner rather than later. But Greg, I, I want to go back to the All-Star game for a moment. So correct me if I'm wrong. There's 36 guys on each roster, right? Is that yeah? Uh, okay, so we're talking seventy-two players, and I, I know fans maybe don't really care about how uh, the the hot dog is made or the sausage. What do you? What's this sausage? Uh, yeah. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> you know, you put it all in there, and it comes out, and you you have a nice meal. So my point is, is that this is a celebration of the game, and part of the celebration of the game is having the media being able to. Uh, expose the athletes and talk to the players. So you're going to be on the red carpet, but I am curious about the COVID protocols of the game. So we don't know who's been vaccinated, who hasn't. So can media get around there? Are they allowed down on the field? Um, What's it like for a player going there with COVID rules? All these different things. I haven't heard much about that. I'm just curious what's, what's going on with some of that stuff. Yeah, it's a great question. We would not be allowed to go work the event for MLB Network if we were not vaccinated. Okay. So all of the members of the production team from our network uh, had to show proof of, va- of full vaccination. So the vaccination card had to have a photocopy, had to be sent to your production manager. The production manager then communicates uh, to the league office and their operations folks put you on a list and now you are free to interview the players. Now the players... That's a different story. We, we don't have access to the information as to who is vaccinated and who is not. Um, but there have been members in broadcast that, that are friends of mine that are not attending the All-Star game because they're choosing not to get vaccinated. And it's, it's a decision that everyone has to make. But if you want to interview the players, if you want to be up close and people, you know, um, an experience we haven't seen in a long time where players are running up on a set shaking her hands. I mean, think about how this is going to look. This is going to look like the old days before the pandemic. It's going to be really wonderful to have an anchor desk on the field. Yeah, but we had to be as members of the media. Everyone you see, everyone from Joe Buck to John Smoltz to all of us on MLB Network, everyone at ESPN, if they're on the field and they're in that ballpark and they're covering anything from the derby to the red carpet to the all-star game, they had to be vaccinated. And previously, Greg, for all-star games, I've been on the air during the red carpet. This will be the first time I've really had the opportunity to sit down and enjoy it and hear your voice. I've always enjoyed, as you started this segment with, I've always enjoyed your attire for the, <laughs> the red carpet, but seeing it live for the first time is going to be cool for me. Oh, thank you. Uh, too bad you can't go. I'm excited about Denver and what it can offer us. The actual logistics of it are great. It's the first time the MLB draft will be on the road in the MLB Network era. It's going to be a great Belco theater. ESPN will also be simulcasting airing their own uh, production of the draft. It's bigger than ever before. We have a lot of players will be in attendance with their families. The, the, the theater looks like super great and legit. They've been working on it forever. But the red carpet is different. That will be the one 
um, tweak at the dance point of COVID. Uh, we're not going to have a big parade with uh, Chevrolet trucks and the all-stars in the back of the truck. The image of having thousands of people that close to players as they're rolling down a road, a downtown road, was kind of put on the shelf for this year. So they're going to be hanging out at a, at a sports bar with their families and essentially walking out to the red carpet to enter the ballpark. And that's where Harold and I will be trying to look as fabulous as we can well i think your attire has been sensational of course i i would nitpick a little bit but i digress um <laughs> there's a few things though i i love about what you guys are doing you do a great job greg with this is i i think it's important now and i love the promos that mlb network is doing so let's say and i'm not saying they're on the air right now but they've been done in the last couple of years you know we in secaucus they had the mike trout draft you know you had bud selig up there i think it was bud at that time saying you yeah. know with the 26 pick the uh la angels select mike trout and the yankees have selected aaron judge and to have that that moment captured for historical purposes i think is important for the game because you're seeing how it all began for these guys and i find myself as a guy that loves this game and i love it i i sit there and i just watch every single time that that comes on and I follow those kids and that's the bottom mm-hmm. line is that we're supposed to be following these kids. So if you can expose them and grow the game and I mean, expose them in a good way to where, Hey, let's follow that guy. He's, he's now at a ball yeah. and here he goes to double a AA and triple a, and now he's in the big leagues. I think it's great. I, and I'm, I'm just, I think it's good for the sport that you guys are doing that. I know it may not interest a lot of fans, but for the diehards like me, I think it's a great thing. Yeah, and the other aspect to it, Dan, it's a great point. For the first time ever, we're not going to be competing against ourselves. There won't be other Major League Baseball games going on while the MLB draft is on the air, which never made sense to me. If you want to grow an event, you got to take all 30 of your markets and make them sit down in their desk and pay attention to it. And if you're a baseball fan and there's no other game to watch, why wouldn't you watch the MLB draft? Absolutely. the Cardinals, if the Cardinals are playing the Cubs, and the draft is going on. I'll flip back and forth. But if it's a bases loaded situation, I'm bailing on the draft. I'll look at it on my phone later. So Major League Baseball is really in line with growing the game and their marquee events. And they're making this a marquee event, which I'm excited about. But when you bring up the Mike Trout story, it, to me, it's, it, it gives me goosebumps. Our first ever MLB draft on this fledgling MLB network. Is it going to work? Can, can this be a success? Our draft is in Studio 42. We couldn't get any kids to show up. We get one kid from New Jersey we heard would go in the 20s. All of a sudden, we expect him to go at 23. He didn't go there. Randall Gritchick was drafted by the Angels instead. And their second pick is coming up. We're hearing they're going to go with a pitcher because Gritchick is a toolsy outfielder. Isn't that what this no-name kid from Jersey is? We're freaking out because he's the only player there. We keep showing him and his family. This is going to be a disaster. (laughs) And then Mike Trout was drafted, the only kid that showed up for the draft, and he became the best player in baseball. So. And the stars were aligned. When the baseball gods and the TV gods get together and have a play date, it's a good thing. It was a magical night. Greg, 30 seconds here. I loved the fact that MLB Network showed the Shohei, the, the Angels game yesterday, but it's the Shohei Otani game. And you guys are making an effort to show all of his at-bats, and it's just a smart thing to do. You talk about marketing a sport. Market that guy. He's the face of baseball right now. I've had people come up to me and they're like, you got to stop saying that, bro. I'm like, time out, man. If someone out of nowhere flew 
like they hovered over the air and, and caught a ball that was going to the second deck of a ballpark. And we realized flying is now possible. I don't care what that person looks like, how many games that person's played. They've changed the reality of what the human being can actually do in a baseball stadium. He's the MVP. If you can fly. All I've heard from all my friends, John Smoltz, Pedro Martinez, I'm na- name-dropping here, uh, Dan Plesek, Carol Reynolds, all of my friends at MLB Network, the guys that played Major League Baseball, were always pessimistic about the idea of a guy doing full-time pitching and hitting. The fact that none of those guys, none of them can tell me how Shohei Otani is doing this <laughs> makes it the greatest story in baseball. I love that there's a single Hall of Famer they can walk up to me in Cooperstown when I'm there in September for Derek Jeter's induction ceremony and go, let me tell you how this guy's getting it done. They don't know how he's getting it done. No one knows how he's getting it done. It's the biggest story in baseball. He is the face of baseball right now. Shohei Otani, where we're living through a movie. That's what we're doing right we now. We sure are. Hey, oh, hold on, Randy. Yeah. Uh, Greg, you got to go a little pocket square, scarf, whatever. Uh, maybe even uh, I would I would even go throwback because you know you set the tone is what you do you don't need to listen to your guy coming in today you Bo. set the tone you maybe mm-hmm. want to go okay. with a uh, uh, what do you call those things Randy when you put it on the the tie and it buttons you know what I mean it it holds the the tie oh, clip tie no not a clip tie you don't want to go clip tie oh, I know what you're talking I'm about going to... I can't wear a tie though it's gonna be like ninety degrees tie tag be ninety. Well, what about capris? What about capris with shoes oh, and no socks? No. Absolutely not. And that's <laughs> that's the other thing uh, I was going to tell you. You also have to go vest. I don't care how hot it is. You you want to you want to set the tone, baby. And vest. The, yeah, interesting. And I okay. and we're not going capri. We're not going with these uh, you know tennis shoes. These look like golf shoes things. Even though no, I get I, it. I hate that. I, hate I understand that. that's the style. Look, I get it. The kids love it, but you got to go with some nice. Nice uh, shoe shine shoes. You need to okay. look the part, okay? Just look the part. Right. Be a professional. Wow, I feel like I'm an intern all over again. I'm taking <laughs> notes from Dan. This is great. And now, now go get us some sound and come back here, and we'll, we'll talk some more. <laughs> You're the best man. You got it, Mister McLaughlin. You got it. <laughs> Good job, Greg. Hey, we'll we'll be watching Sunday night, and then of course, Your parents uh, are proud. Yeah, Sunday Sunday night the draft, and then uh, the the red carpet on Tuesday. Looking forward to it. Thanks, Greg. All right, guys, take care. See you, Greg. The great Greg Amzinger on 101 ESPN. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts.
Whether in person or remote, open communication with your doctor is key to managing any condition, including heart failure. How have you been feeling? Um, I'm okay. Both are great options to continue having open conversations with your doctor about how you're feeling. I've had less energy. And when you speak openly with your doctor, they're better equipped to help. Visit heartfailuretalks.com to learn more. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.